and this is personal. This is for anybody currently living hand to mouth or in debt. And this is important. Oh, the button has been pressed. That button. We're live. What does it do? Welcome to the Kindness Economy Podcast, episode 12. Wow. We are four months into this month and and, into this year. And I mean, I'm so still so soaked about it being a year later. This is awesome. That it's happened. That we've kept at it. It's just, what? Yeah. Okay. All right. That's the thing we're doing. Yeah. Um, This week, I am going to talk about intentional feedback loops. I am going to talk about punching up and I'm going to talk about kindness to yourself when in debt. Mm. Okay. I'm going to go on for a little bit about meditation and my own personal existential crisis. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit about the clutter hoarding scale as it exists in its current form right now and some about intuitive work and intuition. Yeah. So I want to get started off of with the the feedback loop game that I've been playing right now. I I am intensely like it's weird, but I'm like famous on TikTok. <laughs> I am TikTok famous. It's not like famous famous, it's TikTok famous. It's like below nano celebrity is somewhere way down there is TikTok famous. Um and it's intense holding space for 5,000 people and also like not just my followers, but also like whoever else sees my bullshit, which is a lot of people who want to see my bullshit and say something about it. Oh, it's a lot. It's a lot. And, and I'm usually pretty chill. Like I can be very detached from, you know, people's opinions and their feelings like they're that that's good for you friend. Um, but it it, ha- it has been starting to wear on me. And I have been like, a, oh, I need to be mindful of the feedback that I give myself. And the feedback that I give myself with the environment that I choose to be in. And the thing, like, as a technician, I always, I mean, I don't always, but I have a tendency to break things down into technical ways, right? So we're talking about giving yourself feedback. A feedback loop right? That terrible sound that happens when your input gets stuck with your output and it just like goes in a circle for forever. That's actually a useful tool sometimes. Some people like that sound effect for the beginning of their song or whatever. Like it's the thing that you, when you know it's there, yes, it can be terrible if you're lost in there and you're like, ah, someone kill that channel because it's hurting. Uh, But when you're like doing it with intention, you can use your feedback loop in a positive way. And like I talked about it a little bit last week when I talked about the reading and the way that I create the feedback loop with the audio and the book mm-hmm. in, in my hand. Mm-hmm. And so like as I'm observing myself and, and my reaction to the feedback loop that is TikTok, and like we already give ourselves feedback loops. We already put ourselves in the position of getting information that makes us feel a certain kind of way, whatever it is that we want to be feeling. And so we curate that 
in the environment around us all the time. And now part of our environment is this internet thing. And in the internet thing, there's the algorithms that are playing this game for us at scale. And like for me, TikTok is just a tiny little like, because it's at an impressive scale, I can be like, oh, this doesn't feel good as I'm observing myself, like watching the comments coming through, good ones and bad ones. Like being emotionally charged positively about a comment is just as unhelpful as being negatively charged in an intense way to a comment. Like it's comments on a platform on the internet. I don't know any of these people. I certainly don't have a responsibility to them beyond like, I, I'm not putting anything harmful out there, but I, I'm not responsible for their emotional state. I'm not responsible for their opinions and feelings about my art. Um, and as I'm observing myself having reactions to their thoughts and feelings and opinions of my art, <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'm going to be more intentional about the other stuff that I'm doing. And so the other stuff that I'm doing right now is I've been um, going to an actual meditation center. It's near my house. Mm -hmm. get to go there once a week, meditate with a group of people. It's been really nice. Also just really nice to have a space that kind of explains it to me because they have, they'll have a Dharma talk. We sit and then they'll have a talk and they talk about stuff. And you know, every three months they change the subject. And this particular season of topics is just like the basics. So I, I've gotten like a very basic primer of uh, what they call the forms, which is like the systems and uh, kind of ritual behind the, whatever the, whatever it is that you're doing there's a certain process that you do and they call it forms <clears throat> which i appreciate because it's one syllable um so as i get comfortable with the various forms i am finding that i can use meditation as an intentional feedback loop so when i'm coming down from tiktok and i need to understand like I am not TikTok. Because <laughs> sometimes it gets in there. Sometimes those comments get in there. Again, positive and negative, it doesn't matter. When it starts to affect you in a way that you like get amped about it, I'm like, I need to, to calm down. I need to get centered with what I am and who I am and what I am and am not responsible for. I go to the... Uh, I am consciousness meditations. And this is all in the, what is the app we're using? Uh, Insight Timer. Insight Timer, yeah. there it is. Insight Timer. Have it in the show notes, of course. I, I, Giovanni is my favorite for this I am consciousness type meditation, um, just to sort of get me centered to myself. And sometimes I can generate my own visualizations and if you can meditate quietly, like that's amazing. But the, the guided meditation is a very helpful tool yes it is um and the other one as i'm finding that like my bandwidth for loving kindness in general like i i want to have my responses to the audience in TikTok be coming from a place of loving kindness which eats up my bandwidth of all of my loving kindness so when i have to deal with difficult people because like in real life there are difficult people i'm now like meditating 
before every time I have to interact with the challenging people in my life, which has been time consuming, but that's fine because it I don't want to fight and it's helpful. All right. It's helpful for me to be present and not still agitated. It, it increases my bandwidth. And that's been sort of my strategy right now. It's just like, and it's just, it's an interesting observation to me at least that what's happening with social media is a externally curated feedback loop. And that's fine as long as you understand that it is a feedback loop. And if you're not paying attention to your body, you're going to be like, you're going to get on that ride. And I don't, I'm not here to raise my blood pressure on some TikTok. That is not what I'm here for. And the second my blood pressure starts to go up, I'm like, nah, I'm 40 years old. I'm not here for that. I'm going to go sit on a cushion. <laughs> that's a pretty good alternative. So that's, that's like the first mm. and most important. Like, I'm just like, ah, I need to get that out. So <laughs> that was my first. Thank you so much for listening. <laughs> you had a lot to get out. Um, I'm still meditating on the regular. It's helping me a lot. Um, yeah, it's actually helping me with my sleep. As a side note, I don't know if I'm hitting perimenopause or what, but I woke up in a puddle last night and that was very alarming. Like I rolled over and it's like, I feel kind of weird and then put my hand down in the spot and it went splash. <laughs> like, oh no. And I feel the pillow and the Can pillow ask, soaked all the way through. And I don't know if we're going to edit this out, but is it right before your period? No. Oh. No. Because I will do that right before my period. It's yeah, like no. the first few days before my period. I'm just and like super sweaty. I am, I am familiar with that, but no, it's no, not near Random night sweats. Okay. Um, but yeah. So in the middle of the night, after encountering our friend night sweats, I have time to meditate and it's, it's helpful. It's helpful because it wakes you up and you're uncomfortable. You're hot, you're cold, you're wet. You're like trying to dry out. I am giggling at this concept of our friend Night Sweats because I have not given myself that much uh, grace about it. Thank you for that. <laughs> if you can't give yourself grace about it, what else are you going to do? I mean, it's either like deal with it gracefully or lose your, lose your shit. <laughs> just say it. Just say it. I just change my shirt and find a dry spot in the bed. Yeah. Just, yeah, that's kind of what it comes down to. But then... Uh, I've got the time to meditate, so I've been keeping up with it. <laughs> well, because you're laying there trying to go back to sleep. How's your, your, your yoga nidra? My yoga nidra, that. I, it's been a while since I've visited the yoga nidra. Oh, okay. I've been doing a lot of breathing meditation and not necessarily, actually, the consciousness and loving kindness <laughs> meditations. I've listened to a couple of lectures. Um, this is like being on the same cycle, only it's meditation. I don't know. Uh, maybe. Like a spiritual cycle. It maybe. could be. Maybe. I'm down with it. Um, but I have avoided the yoga nidra because of the uh, demand for stillness. And when I'm still like cooling off or coming down off of a bout of sweats, I'm twitchy. Like I can't mm. settle down enough. So having some topic that I'm able to focus on, again... I'm not necessarily down with the the silent meditation either. So like having that ac external to focus on. So helpful, so useful. And it's it's gotten me through. 
But coming off of that, one of the things that happened as far as self-care goes for me, I'm still going to the gym on the regular and had the experience of having um, nobody else show up for my class yesterday, which was very interesting because it was the equivalent of a personal training session. My favorite. Um, which I found, I mean, I like it, but it's also intimidating. Very intimidating. Mm. There's no place to hide. You're just like, oh, yeah, just do this. Do this harder. Do it harder. Um, I'm watching you. Yeah. Uh, you know, not in a negative sense, just in a, like, the only way out is through. You just do the yeah, There's thing. no hiding. It's not like a, yeah, it's yeah. Just, there's no hiding. Yeah. Um, and we've been working on deadlifts, and we did this sort of uh, breakdown of all of the pieces of your body during a deadlift so it was uh exploded deadlifts or uh, deconstructed that's it deconstructed deadlifts so we worked on the core and all of those elements and worked on legs and building up tension and worked on the back and making sure everything's oh, all okay set. so like each component yeah okay because when you say deconstructed i think messy cake no, 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 no. Like it's okay. each of the parts, each of the parts of the body that go into creating this motion and getting this bar up off the ground, like focusing on each of them. So like I didn't lift a thing yesterday, but I'm like my entire body's humming. Like I did nothing but lift all through the class, like for an hour, just. Um, and it's an interesting sensation, but also it was an exercise in mindfulness for me um, because it was pay attention to the things that your back does. You know, it's, oh, well, honestly, I never did. Like I tried to keep my back still, but didn't focus on it. Like put all my awareness into it. Like focus on the things that your core does during this part. And it's like, oh, okay. You know, like I'm aware of it, but it's not this sort of, placing my consciousness in this part of my body so doing that in succession throughout my body as we work through these exercises just sort of brought this level of awareness and like i keep going back to meditation language and thoughts about it because it does feel like completely immersing myself into something as simple as motion but it really is useful for kind of getting the, the head weasels in check in a different way, more intense way, more effective way. Yeah. And I mean, also I'm like, hella sore today. <clears throat> yes. So sore, so good. Mm. Honestly, it feels like um, we could probably, the episode could be called Feedback Loop, honestly, because mm. that's just its own little, little, little feedback loop. Tiny, tiny feedback loops mm. of like, teaching your neurology this motion mm -hmm. and breaking down each like my coaches do this with me all the time it's a totally a thing i've we weren't doing it yesterday we were doing deadlifts yesterday so yeah. see mm -hmm. yeah the uh, it's gonna sound like all i talk about since tiktok is gonna be tiktok <laughs> it is the terrarium in which your plants are growing but right now the reality is is like the job is social media marketing mm -hmm. and understanding social media platforms and like TikTok is the thing that's like really really happening right now and it, it's and it's like working 
like all the things that I've been studying for the last year and a half actually are working. So like I went to the gym yesterday and I got to have a little moment in the gym and get to doing just being with myself and just playing with the app in the way that I wanted to. And that was really nice just to do my little stupid 15 seconds. Things. So cute to yeah. versus the effort that I had to do last year. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. The, the, the hard thing with, with like my community family stuff is I'm realizing through cause kids, through having kids, I'm realizing, oh shit, that I respond to things with anger is unhelpful. Ding, ding. Wait a minute. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Um, uh, I, I, we have twins. Um, so they arrive as a pair and one is more aggressive than the other. Um, and uh, they're both male identified. And the fun thing has been that because of the mask presenting folks in our family or the caretakers the fun thing has been like the aggressive kid being very maternal and never let me take care of you and never occurring to him that that's weird let me take care because of you because the mask presenting folks in the family are the ones that take care of the kids mostly parentheses mask um masculine yeah i'm just like getting that out in case sure. people are listening like mask what who's wearing a mask thank you okay <laughs> i take that for granted i know it was Good like, call. Yeah, i'm just trying to help out um and so on the negative side of that like it's really cute that he like puts his dollies to bed before he goes to school every day and it's like there's a lot of really cute tenderness mm -hmm. um also he responds like an angry tornado when anything goes sideways which unfortunately is also how i respond uh. because that's where he learned it and um and the other kid is afraid of both me and sprog a mm -hmm. and has started lying to me because to protect because he's afraid of me and I'm like, oh shit, this at scale is terrible. And you know, just a lot of therapy about it and just sitting with it and like observing myself and my children and understanding myself better in this like really intense way. Like, like they say that like, you know, you have kids, blah, 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 right? Like you can get there through other means, but damn, this is some direct shit. This is some like, Oh, that mirror's real close. Real close. And you've got the added layer, I don't know, of like having two of them. Mm -hmm. So you get... So I see the action and the, the reaction. Yes. You get the, yeah. But the other one, it. the other one takes any opportunity, like multiple times, will bite the first one while he's sleeping. Like sees him in a vulnerable spot and is like, aha, revenge. <laughs> Like this is, this is terrible at scale. And now it's, um, my, my tool now is the, uh, guitar basically. Mm -hmm. Cause the kid has figured out like, this is what gets Baba worked up. Right. And he knows where my buttons are. He's a wise ancient being in a tiny squishy body. I understand how this works. 
he knows <laughs> he doesn't know no but he knows and um and i'm not gonna yell at him if he's having an emotional reaction and he wants to be antisocial you can go sit on the stairs you're not going to be in the room with the rest of us you can go over there when you're ready you can make that choice and you can come up and play but i'm not dealing with that and so we came home yesterday and he's screaming bloody murder on the stairs and i just start playing the guitar because at least i can hear the guitar over the screaming mm. and eventually he stopped and we can just like like it's not like there was anything to be screaming over exactly he wanted to walk a different way home like we all do kid i know i know man i know it's real tough he wanted to go a scenic route or whatever that i was not interested in and he took it very hard and i'm like i understand you you, you i you can take care of your feelings down here when you're ready we're up here it's fine <laughs> and i'm gonna go play my guitar now um so that's like my new and I get, and I, when I start to feel angry, I'm like, no, remember, I'm not going to get angry anymore. If you, if this is what's happening, this is the consequence. Make your choices. What do you want to do? <laughs> and so like, I'm, I feel like it's not just TikTok. I mean, also I'm doing just personal growth in a, oh, human, humaning humaning as an adult mm -hmm. uh humaning when you've created copies of yourself mm -hmm. you know and it's not like i didn't you know they're not my dna but my behavior they're they are copying my behavior they are a copy of myself and uh yeah that mirror was real close <laughs> <laughs> so mm. oh yeah so many feelings this week all the feelings like mine mine were not related to children or that sort of thing ahead kind of an existential crisis uh that's such a big word and i feel like you're very chill about this word but carry yeah, on i mean it was it was tied to work stuff um but it did kind of lead down to uh why am i here mm -hmm. why am i doing the things i'm doing and uh good to ask periodically mm, but it's an uncomfortable question um especially when you feel like okay maybe i don't know has the past decade been a mistake i don't know <laughs> like just uh, mm. uh lots of self-doubt and that led to a not small chunk of anxiety and panic um And I don't know if that's tied to the night sweats. I don't think it is because I'm kind of over that hump and then the night sweats showed up. But, uh, you're laughing. Bodies being weird, man. Yeah, I don't know. No, bodies. Bodies, yeah, body, sometimes bodies take what's going on in your head and just run with it. But that whole, what am I doing? Who the hell are you? Why are you, like, trying to work on this topic? Why are you trying to do these things? What, or, like, to what end? And who cares? And who's listening? Mm. And uh, that who cares one can be fucking a 
face punch. Oh, it really, because you're just like, I, uh, mm. wow, I have no idea who cares. And that's mm, discomforting. Like there is no guarantee, that there's no guarantee that someone does care. Are or you? even that they're gonna care about it for the same reasons that you do. Yeah, so it's like, do you keep going? Do you keep, yeah. And maybe existential crisis isn't the right word. I'm not quite sure. I mean, it sounds up. pretty existential. That sounds like one of those deep gut like shaking. What am I doing? What have I been doing for the last 10 years? Feels like existentially. Like, uh, you know, maybe it's just a bad day. No, it didn't feel like a bad day. It just felt like a really deep kind of uh, uh, not comfortable, very squishy. Um, yeah, but that did uh, that did tie into a lot of stuff with work, which I guess I'll get into on the flip side of things when we talk about work stuff. Mm. Yeah. So my last thing here is the the oh maybe we should just wait. Time, timing is everything. Okay. Um, so with the being TikTok famous and this, um, just any kind of famous, I guess the, the things that I'm seeing coming up are things that I've witnessed charity dealing with. Uh, my spouse, charity majors is totally famous on the internet. She has like 30,000 followers on Twitter. Mm. Um, and it's. It's, it's impressive how normal it is when you have 30,000 followers on Twitter. Or in my case, like, the, like I have 5,500 people following me on TikTok right now. Um, but any amount of famous and people are like, oh, you're famous. And now I can tear you apart. You've, uh, any amount of putting yourself in front of people and people feel entitled to uh, punch up. People don't have to go very far to punch up. And um, yeah, being punched up at, it's just like, oh, wait a minute. And it's a thing that I was like, yeah, totally. You know, don't punch down, that's terrible. How, 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 t why would you do that? Why would you make fun of minorities or uh, somebody differently able than you like like that just is ridiculous get some creativity you know but like punching up is cool but maybe not now that i've been punched up at oh <laughs> yeah. ah. maybe uh maybe i was wrong maybe uh maybe stop punching maybe um maybe most of the people saying mean things to me on my tiktok had really bad day and they didn't even it, it it's got nothing to do with me and I get that. Mm. And it still sucks. <laughs> it still sucks to be punched at. It still sucks that, you know, a dozen people want to comment on what looks like dirty ears in my tricky video when it's a light issue. Like I'm using a ch cheap shitty light and it makes my ears look yellow. So a dozen people had to let me know. More importantly, uh, hundreds of people had to go to the rudest one of those dozen people and be like, yeah, this one. Yeah. Wash your ears, bro. Like, no, I, I do. It's cool. 
and like just holding space for hundreds of people to have a really strong opinion about my ears right now. <laughs> like, okay, sure. Uh, it's kind of weird. Um, and I'm finding myself in that position now. I'm like, oh, right. Punching is terrible. Um, it's also really good to get into like back to the, the meditation thing of like an anti-aggression. Just like in order for the person who punching up at me to get the engagement that they want, they want to fight. But I'm not here to fight you. I'm not, you're not my enemy. You may see me as your enemy and I can't, I can't do anything about that. I still love you. I forgive you for that. I'm not your enemy. You are not my enemy. I'm certainly not here to fight you. I'm here to love you or ignore you. And, and it's just kind of an intense experience. And I've, I've held space for charity while she's doing with it. And, and she's, she got, she gets it. It's, it's intense sometimes the mm. way people will, um, tear someone down who they think has clout so that they can get their own clout. And when I say clout, I mean like, uh, social, uh, points. It is like social points, capital, social capital. Thank you very much. It's for social capital. They will tear her down just so they can look good. Like that's a thing that we do in popular culture all the time is tearing people down to make ourselves look good. And we want to be the most clever about our evisceration of whoever we choose to eviscerate today. We want to be the most clever. Uh, and I would pref I'm choosing to put my energy, my cleverness into either I love you and I forgive you or I ignore you and I take care of myself. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm, I'm pretty done with the punching. I'm pretty done with the believing my opinion is so fucking important that I need to bludgeon somebody with it. Um, because being bludgeoned with it, it doesn't feel good. And I hadn't thought of that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it, it doesn't feel good. I didn't think about it. And there's a lot of ways that like, you know, especially, you know, particularly as a white person, there's just things that I'm, you know, you get to do and then like, don't think about that's what privilege amounts to is the ability to just not think about it. And I'm like, oh, right. Let's not do that. And also yeah. let's talk to the audience about it. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, that feels, that feels good. That's our, that's our self-care. Mm -hmm. We're going to get into some business yes. when we get back. And we're back. It's time for biz. It's time for business. Um, podcast performance. Mm. So uh, the podcast is doing very well. The podcast at this point is performing about as well as it was at the end of last year. Okay. So we've effectively recovered the the listening li listenership mm -hmm. um, as far as like number of plays per episode. Okay. Uh, in the first thirty days, and 
TikTok is providing a surprising platform to promote the podcast on. Which is confusing, but okay. Welcome TikTok watchers to hey, the yeah. show. What's um, up? But it's performing as well, if not better, than the Facebook ads at generating listens to our episodes. Because it has to be coming from TikTok. There's literally nothing else. There's just nothing. Like there's going to be a few that come from Instagram because yeah. I do post that there. But, but it's, wow. Not enough to be generating 18 downloads in a day, 10, 11 downloads in a day. For us, that's a lot. That's a lot. I understand that like for like, you know, big people like, you know, Joe Rogan or whatever, they get millions. But when you start, it's a dozen here, five, ten here. Those are the those are the numbers that you're excited about when you get started. At least that's what I'm excited about right yeah, now. And that's that's real. <laughs> um it has done better for subscriber improvement. We have uh, we've gone from four to six subscribers and that to me is you know it's 50 percent, but it's from four to six yeah. so it's moving it is moving in the right direction and also it wouldn't be sad for me if it was moving in the other direction and i am grateful for each and every one of those listens and subscribers like there's no amount there's no there's no amount that's too small for me to be like meh I don't care about that. Like, no, nah, this is, it is incredible that people want to listen to this and engage with this. And then also they're like, yes, I want more of this. I want to know when this, I need to subscribe to this. That's incredible. It doesn't matter how many times that happens. Um, so I'm really stoked about like, like it works. Like the thing that I was, learning last year about you know when you go to the new platform and this is like I, I hesitate to use the word frontier because it's a weird heavy term but like it's it there's just nothing there so you get to see a lot of sloppiness because it doesn't matter what you do it will get hits because not a lot of people are doing anything there mm -hmm. so anything you'll do gets a response and you have to, you know, anything that gets a response, literally, I know that my video is about to jump into the tens of thousands of views the second the haters show up. The second somebody's got to be like, man, this shit ain't so hot. Whatever that version of that is, then those are always the videos that go, like as soon as that happens, it's a matter of a day before my video is up over 10,000 views. So understanding that the, that the hater is, is a part of the ecosystem. The hater is the indicator that something's there. Because if, if nothing was there, the hater doesn't give a fuck. The hater just sits there waiting for something else to hate on. The hater's going to hate on whatever triggers them emotionally. And whatever I did triggered that response. That Triggering any response is absurd. And I am grateful to be triggering any response from people. Um, hopefully, 
it's coming from a place of kindness. And if it's not like, I know that that's about that, not about me and, and it's working. And at the end of it, like after I play this game on TikTok, it does in fact transfer over to the work that we're doing with the podcast. And I've seen other kids leveraging it. They, they, they leverage it to their Twitch channel, mm-hmm. which is a thing like that, that market is very saturated. It's hard to get attention in Twitch right now. Lots of kids leveraging TikTok for their Twitch stream. Lots of kids leveraging TikTok for their YouTube channel. Yes. Um, there's also lots of folks leveraging TikTok for their uh, cam hottie business, which is what got TikTok banned in India. Oh. Because of they, 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 they don't do anything to protect children, protect copyright, um, protect like the, the protectionist thing that we do in America with, with our intellectual property. Um, they don't care. <laughs> they give way fewer fucks. Uh, for example, like, um, if you post something on YouTube that's copyrighted mm-hmm. with a song mm-hmm. that you're not supposed to use, they pull it immediately. Yes. Um, if someone contests the copyright, TikTok doesn't have the sniffers. There's like a, there's like a, uh, a code called a sniffer that just scans the audio of anything and can uh, algorithmically map those vibrations to pop music. Mm-hmm. And the way that I've always hacked this is you can uh, use mashups. They, they can't handle mashups. Um, so it's not quite right and it doesn't work. Uh, but TikTok doesn't use sniffers at all. They wait for a complaint. If a complaint comes through, the sound is no longer available for reuse, but the video doesn't get pulled. The video stays. I noticed that. Yeah. And so uh, some amazing person puts up, you know, an Ariana Grande song. There was, it was up for 12 hours and there was already... uh, Tens of thousands of people had made videos with the sound. Mm, okay. And they don't take any of that back. They, once it gets called, they're like, now you can't do more. So it's like some, like, there's just no rules. Like, that's what kind of frontier sort of means. It's, there's just no rules. Nobody's figured out how to fuck it up real bad. And that's yeah, sort of how yeah. we work. <laughs> yeah, yet. It's, it's a literal matter of time. Because without any accountability, there's nowhere... Uh, so it's, I guess it's a, uh, buyer beware almost like, like this is an environment that we're in where there aren't any rules and someday it's probably going to be real soon. I'm going to wake up in the morning and like two thirds of my followers are going to be be gone. gone. (laughs) There's going to be a purge. I can't, I can't be attached to any of this because like I am really, really, uh, really just out in some unpromised space. Mm. Like there's nothing guaranteed in TikTok. They are breaking rules to exist. And when like in our country, in America, like we have rights for queers, we have rights for people of color that are like, we have created space for duality in our culture in a way that China hasn't yet. 
Nope. And uh, I am, you know, choosing to not be as out there because there's no protections for me as a queer there. I am choosing, as far as my gender or sexuality is concerned, I'm choosing to, to identify as stardust right now. Um, because it's so unregulated, it is so not, I am not willing to take certain risks because there aren't any protections. You have to be mindful that this is like, this is the deep end of the swimming pool and there is no lifeguard. Mm, okay. So if you want to go swimming in the ocean of TikTok or whatever the new platform is, it literally doesn't matter because now we're in a state of you ask questions, you, you, you ask permission later, right? Like everybody's been told that, right? You do, you do what you do and you ask permission later. Well, there was a fucking reason that you were supposed to ask permission actually. And now we're in this environment where uh, it's cool. It's cool for you to ask permission after the fact, after you've already, you know, tanked some country's democracy, for example. <laughs> um, so TikTok is in that state. And whatever comes up next is going to also have that state where it's really easy to get attention. Early adoption means you can, you can get in there and get a lot of attention. Early adoption also means there's no rules. And please remember that we made those rules for a reason and look into that. Just, just look into that. I'm not a, I'm not a lawyer, right? I'm not <laughs> yeah. here to legally advise you on some shit. I am not a lawyer. I am not a lawyer. However, based on what I understand, from watching popular culture and what happens when the uppity white moms get their uppity on you, I don't want to play that game with them. So the, the you know, looking back on history, whatever the uppity white ladies got uppity about, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, you can go to YouTube right now and you and Google uh, white mom at the skate park or crazy mom at the skate park. It's always a white mom. And uh, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, it, it, don't do that that's that's don't in don't instigate with them this is not a place where you're going to prove your point this is a place where you can get attention and then choose a, 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 a platform like we got our platform here yeah. this is where i choose to prove my whatever the fuck my point is TikTok is a game and it's filled with bullshit <laughs> and it helps my real shit which is over here but i can't like it, it's it is there is a price I'm paying on TikTok and it is my emotional and mental bandwidth mm. and it is uh, both cheaper and more expensive than the Facebook ads. <laughs> but here we are, <laughs> and there you have it. I'm thinking as far as business stuff goes for me, the the thing that's kicked off the existential crisis, um, on the large scale, um, self promotion. That's sort of the big umbrella that covers it. Uh, the smaller scale is I compiled my uh, application package pitch to end well to be a speaker. Like, God. So pumped about this. Like, God, an outline for what I want to present and how it impacts the field, in what ways, um, who would be good people to listen to it. Um, like, God, examples of me speaking, all kinds of things. And it was absolutely horrifying to look just opening up the application and looking at all those blank fields and going who the fuck do you think you are 
that you can get up on a stage at this conference and convey any sort of meaningful point, which mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's sort of kind of a hard place to be with yourself. But there I was. Um, mm, yeah, it's, but I did it anyway. And honestly, I, I kind of did it the way I do a lot of things, just sort of barrel ahead and tell just enough people that they're like, oh no, well, you said you're gonna do it, so you gotta do it now, right? And I'm like, ah, oh, crap, okay. That um, includes two new subscribers. Yeah. <laughs> just like, yeah, like, okay, just tell the people. Um, but the people I told were actually in positions that to say, show me what you have, let me help you, and me being able to get the head weasel in enough of a half Nelson to say, okay, this is what I have. And having them go, oh, oh, okay, we can work with this. And having, like, like you already have an outline. Like, I do. Like, I was just spouting bullshit that seemed relevant to my field. They're like, no, this, this is good. That's um, an outline. Yeah, it's like, oh, okay. So, like, you have the... These are all in points that would fit in a bio. I was like, oh, 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 okay. How the fuck do I make a bio? Um, Ask a friend. Yeah, I learned how to make a bio. Um, and it was harrowing and uncomfortable and vulnerable. And I did the damn thing. Um, and yeah, sometimes I will tell people the only way out is through. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, yeah. And that seems to be the case for me and existential crises, born of work anxiety. The only way out is to actually do the damn thing. So I'm slated to submit tomorrow. Yeah. It's or all... today, if you're listening when we release it. Oh, uh, yeah. To, uh, Friday. It's, like, it's Thursday. I'm slated to, like, send it Friday. Um, <laughs> Lock just... it down. Yeah. Even <laughs> just saying it makes me go, ah. And I'm still, what? what is it? I'm still, like four days, five days early, but I'm trying to do it now so that I can't chicken out. It's like, Ugh. and like one of the things that I will tell Roy that sometimes when he's like, oh, I'm thinking about doing this thing, but I don't know. And I'm like, let someone else be the one. like, there's the world's full of people to tell you no and happy to tell you no. Let them do their job. Mm -hmm. Like, don't tell yourself no. And I tell him these things and he's like, oh, that's a really good point. So as I'm going, oh no, maybe I shouldn't. And he's like, did you know? that there's a world full of people who would be willing to tell you no. <laughs> like, I love you. Shut up. That's but sometimes you tell these people, you tell people, you tell your loved ones these things so that the words come back to you at the right time. Charity's been doing that a lot to me. Yeah, like you, all the things that you say come back to you at the right time. And it's, <sighs> yeah. But that's a thing that's happening and yeah, those voices are are the internal are versions of the haters. Yeah. And the, the whatever the hater is putting at you, it's like, that's their whole life. <laughs> All they hear is that voice. When the haters show up. Yeah. yeah it's oh. just, yeah, it's a good, it's good. And it's even, you know, whatever it is that they say maybe has merit. And you can hear that minus the whatever judgment they put in there. Because maybe, you know, maybe my ears were dirty. Fuck, I should have known that, you yeah. know? maybe but <clears throat> it's 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 helpful motivation sometimes 
at scale, it's really not. It's icky. It's icky at scale. I haven't run into the things at scale that you have. Because I'm, I am way under the radar. I was not expecting it to escalate this quickly. Uh, Not expecting that. Because like I started at at your suggestion. (laughs) Peer pressure, peer pressure. I got a TikTok account and was like, I want to see what's up with this. And from like a professional standpoint, like if this is a space that allows me to do stuff. um, And I sat with just a dormant account for a long time because I was like, I don't know what the hell to say. There's like nothing relevant here. And finally was like, okay, I'm going to just start posting educational blurbs. And yeah, it's people are liking them. Like I'm getting little hearts. People are responding to them. And I was like, oh, okay. Like right now I'm going through what the clutter hoarding scale. Um, from the Institute of Challenging Disorganization, they have this thing. It's not a diagnostic tool, but it's called the clutter hoarding scale. It helps you figure out and evaluate things in someone's space. To I've see. learned things. I watched the videos. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> but yeah, people watch these things and it's like, oh, okay. That's, and that ties in to the self-promotion a little bit, like mm-hmm. putting myself out there in a way. Because after I did the first video or the first video on the scale i was kind of like well again who the fuck do i think i am putting a video out talking about this thing and then i thought about it for a second like well nobody else is and it's kind of useful information so put it out and see what happens so i'm i am someone that knows a thing Mm -hmm. i and it's not ego to say like i know i know this thing but oh it's that squishy it's confrontational. That squishy feeling. It's really that hard. Discomfort. I do not like. Yeah, that is uncomfortable, and I am actively engaging with it. Mm-hmm. And there's there's absolutely a way that their feedback their their feedback triggers my negative feedback, and that's mm. where you get into the negative feedback loop of yeah. like sometimes I don't have the bandwidth to hear it and hold it and be like this isn't about me. Sometimes I hella make it about me. <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> it's, yeah, it's the, the problem with self-promotion is the rejection. Mm-hmm. And the problem with scale is that um, the rejection becomes performative. Mm. It's no longer about them telling you whatever. It's that like there's an audience and they know that there's an audience, this person, the hater, the hater knows that there's an audience. And the hater wants to be clever and, you know, whatever with their evisceration, however it comes, you know, <clears throat> there's a, there's an audience for the hate too. Um, they're promoting themselves as who they are. Mm. Even if they don't have any videos, they have no content at all they're still promoting who they are. Mm. I know. It's also kind of gross. I do want to talk. What does that say? Oh, market saturation. So the, I'm learning a lot about hashtags and um, it's interesting because it's changed. 
Like I thought I understood a shit about hashtags like last year when I was like hashtag menus. Da, 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 da. Like the hashtag menu thing is just like useless now. And and talk about trying to be non-attached to some shit. Like that was like my little <laughs> brain baby for social media tools, you know? And it's useless because now um, the algorithms have decided that when you're using the same tags over and over and over again, you're using them for spam. Whatever that is. Oh. And also, really? I did not understand how market saturation works. So, uh, like, for example, uh, hashtags that work for me in TikTok will not work for me in Instagram because I only have like 250 followers on Instagram. I am nobody. Just fucking nobody. And if you're under that, like, 200 followers or... 500 followers I stopped posting anything over tens of thousands of hashtags like in use so I started posting like really weird random stuff mm -hmm. but it has like tens of thousands of uses versus hundreds of thousands or even millions like I'm not even fucking with the millions because it's just sort of useless because I don't I don't have the clout to pull it mm, no okay. one's gonna no think one's I gonna deserve win. to have that hashtag like as far as the algorithms, right? Like, you know, I deserve whatever. But like in reality, the market determines what the fuck you deserve. Um, and I can basically use any hashtag I want in TikTok. It's sort of weird. And it's also weird because um, as Americans, we are so used to being the ones that developed the technology that... Um, the fact that market saturation in Instagram is impacting me as an American, well, Instagram started in America. So when it's at millions of uses, those are all millions of uses in my market in my country. Mm -hmm. When you're at TikTok and it's like, you know, there's literally billions of uses of For You page, right? Because that's one of the main hashtags that they use a lot because their main feed is the for you page they mm -hmm. say quotes um so there are you know 2.3 billion iterations of fucking for you page right but they started in asia in china they've got like hundreds of millions of users in india like the 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 tag use it doesn't actually break down per country for what you can see but the market is still fresh in america uh, they're not going to be showing me bullshit from china because i can't read chinese i mean i can but not enough to make that matter uh i i can't read hindi and again i can a little teeny bit but not enough to fucking <laughs> not enough to TikTok. um it's they're only going to be showing videos to people in the market for those videos. And, and the easiest way to like create a feedback loop for that is just to like isolate the market to the country. And if they were smart, they would probably even be isolating the market to, you know, to whatever degree they can uh, regionally. So that it's not just the country, but even the region within the country. That'd mm -hmm. be smart. Uh, because, you know, they, they've been doing this. They have a billion people in China. They can figure out how to target their shit um so it is weird to be like 
it's new and old. We're so used to America being the new technology, whatever the fuck that is right now. And it's so weird to be like, oh no, there's actually been kids playing this game for a while. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like India is already like through the courts with TikTok. Like that took a while. Damn. Like for real. This week, the news is that, you know, Indian courts have said that TikTok doesn't do anything to protect against pornography production, which is illegal in that country. And it's no longer available at the Apple uh, App Store or uh, Google, the Google Play Store. You can't download it anymore. So it's been around long enough for the Indian government to actually start to regulate it. And it just showed up in America because they bought Musical.ly last year. So there's like a, it's a weird, it's so weird, the dichotomy of like, it's like a weird offset. Yeah, it's like, it's new here, it's a new frontier, you can show up and do your market. Also, wow, these Chinese, these Chinese kids can moonwalk. <laughs> if you're, if you're on TikTok, you're gonna understand what the fuck I'm talking about, because damn, they can dance. <laughs> it's, that's, that's the thing that they, that's the thing that TikTok has decided that I understand about Chinese people is like, I can understand when they dance. So that it's, that's what it shows me. Here, dance. It doesn't. It, it shows me. Uh, it shows me Indian dance stuff too, but it won't show me like a comedy scene, right? In Chinese, because I don't. Uh, I can't get it. It totally like tricks, trick shot, dance move. They got me. No, I get all the costumes. Oh, costumes and makeup. I get. I get some of that. Not as much. Oh no, mine is so much costume and makeup pretty great so yeah that's sort of my market saturation yeah ranty <laughs> we're getting up to oh we're getting up to some good ranty yeah. um you've got yeah intuitive work which mm, may or may not be relevant you know we've been talking about technology and whatnot and this is decidedly intuition not. is still real yeah, well, I mean that—that's kind of what it comes down to. Um, I had, I had a couple of interesting interactions over the past week, where I was talking with someone who's trying to figure out whether or not they wanted to work with me, and something kept scratching at the back of my head as we're interacting, and I'm like, mm, okay, all right, we're just gonna keep talking, keep talking, and there was one just throwaway line in our interaction that just made my head tilt to the side. And I'm like, there, that, that is exactly where I'm gonna dig. And I asked one very specific question about their circumstance. And it's like the floodgates opened. And I was able to figure out like, okay, this stuff actually is an issue. Not only is it an issue, it ties into the relationships in their life in this particular way. And it was not stated outright. It was not uh, alluded to in any sort of major way. It was just that gut, that sort of gut hunch. Like, I, something is here. Something needs to be investigated. And I'm not sure what it is. I'm just going to sit with it until I figure out where to start digging. Um, and it's that, that intuition. Um, 
like on the videos that I'm doing for TikTok, I am going through the clutter hoarding scale. And in it, uh, in one of them, I talk specifically about the things that I'm listing off are things that are observable and measurable. There's no mystery about it. They're very concrete, tangible things. And it's easy to see when that's been remedied. Like, when has that been fixed? When, have you, when has that been addressed? Okay, you know, if there's no fire extinguisher, if there's a fire extinguisher the next week, boom, it's dealt with, cool. That's like very concrete. Um, but there, the flip side of what I do is also very non-concrete. It's not, uh, it's not scientific. It's not observable. It's not measurable. And I feel mm, like I have to defend that a lot of times not even to anybody in particular, because I don't think anybody's asked about it directly, but there's such a uh, lauding and celebration of science and <coughs> scientific methods and method, you know, being methodical in your process and having something that's documented, observable, repeatable. and repeatable. It's like, yeah, mm. sometimes the best thing I've got in my pocket isn't a thing at all it is so ethereal and so uncapturable also i hate to interrupt but i have to say this the thing that came out like a couple of years ago the mm. repeatable science even the basic fucking science is appearing to not in fact be repeatable yeah there there are so many things in the world that go beyond science and with the emphasis on STEM, 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 um, science, technology, all these hard, direct things, there's sort of a gap where people are missing, missing the softer observations, missing the connection to their own gut, missing the connection to the mysteries of the world. And it feels weird, like, talking about it, but I... I feel like I should be talking about it, especially since I'm gonna like take my happy ass on a stage and talk about death. That's a fucking mystery. But like more stardust. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there should be more stardust in the world. Goddamn, see I'm saying. Oh, but like make I guess the thing I'm trying to say this week is make some fucking room in your life for mystery. Yes. Make some room for magic. Make room for intuition. Make room for those things that don't fall under the observable the measurable and the repeatable like oh, that's i just had to snaps at that i just make, had to like, make some room for that and it might be a hot mess it might be something completely beyond your control but i think in that loss of control or in that loss of containment is like the chance for some real connection with yourself and with the people around you so like that's what i had to say <laughs> thank you that was amazing i love it when you get like oh uh, hackles up that's like it amazing. doesn't happen often but like when i like i gotta dig in it takes me a lot of warm up so the my last thing is kindness and debt mm. do you want to do your last thing first no no that was my last thing oh that's your last thing cool yeah. great rent a festo time mm. okay so we had our financial episode last week and i, I forgot yeah. the like the most important part um, like I know I get real uppity about taxes cause it's just fucking irritating to me, but this is more important. This is personal. This is for anybody currently living hand to mouth or 
in debt. That you have to be able to get in there and observe what is happening with your finances. And it is not easy. And it is even harder when the first instinct is to just shame yourself. Yes. And to take this information like anything you see, you're just going to shame yourself with it and make yourself feel like a giant asshole. Well, you're dealing with bullshit, but that doesn't mean you're a giant asshole. You've got to be able to look at it honestly and openly and love yourself for whatever you did to put yourself in this position. That's its own feedback loop. You are, you are looking at a situation where the environment around you has encouraged you to do this thing. And there's no reason to be mad at yourself about that. There's no reason to shame yourself for that. And every amount of energy that you put into shaming and making yourself feel bad is just preventing you from dealing with it. And it's hard. It's hard to look at the ways that you maybe fucked yourself. I know. Yeah. I have fucked myself righteously many times. It never gets easier to look at the ways that you fucked yourself. <clears throat> that said, there's no reason to make it hard on yourself either. You got to be able to love the you that made bad financial decisions. There is nothing natural about having to make financial decisions. When you're hungry, you eat. When you are thirsty, you drink optimally. Sometimes you don't have access to that shit and you got to make hard decisions about how you keep going. And there's no point in being mad at yourself. Even if, you know, in my case, it was fancy clothes and records. That's what my debt was. It was, it was really hard to look at that debt and be like, how fancy do you feel in your fucking clothes right now, bro? Because it's looking real expensive on, at scale right now. How, how cool do you feel with those records in your closet? Because you can't, you can't pay any bills with those fucking records right now. And like, if it was at least like I was just dirt ass poor and <laughs> and couldn't, you know, do anything. But no, it was just just short sighted materialism. I wasn't paying attention. It felt fucking awesome to walk into a record store and walk out with a stack of records to go play with my friends. It was real hard to think about that when I was looking at the, you know, my Macy's card. It was real hard to think about concerts and shows and shit when I'm struggling to figure out how I'm about to pay my rent right now. And like I was, I was doing fine and then I lost my job. And, and then I had to look at all this debt and realize what this lifestyle, what I was making a lot of money put me in the position of and now I got to go back to serving tables and I'm not making nearly as much money like you gotta have kindness and generosity toward yourself for your mistakes those are like optimally you are going to learn from them there's no extra credit for punching yourself in the face over it damn 
people get like the extra credit for making it hard on themselves. Like stoicism is fake extra credit for making it hard on yourself. There's just Jesus Christ, people. Jesus would not have wanted that. <laughs> Life is hard. There is no extra credit. And as long as you're not being mean to people, you do what you got to do. Like, you know, if you're being mean to people, you need to understand, maybe love yourself a little bit more so you don't do that. There's no reason to be mean. There's plenty. You don't need to be mean. There's no extra credit for being clever with your mean. I mean, maybe in the short term, maybe your comment being mean to me gets a lot of likes, but like, what are you creating with that attitude? Nothing. You gotta be able to look at the ugly parts. You can't, you can't figure out what to cut out unless you look at it. Because there's stuff you want to save. There's stuff we get to keep. There's lots of good shit in there. I learned how to be a performer as a DJ. I also learned how to spend money like a dipshit. <laughs> you know, there's a mix of skills there. I can take the performance and I can do this with it later. I can make a podcast. I can teach my friends how to perform and how to get over anxiety around the technology. And like, that's, I'm good at that. I'm really good at that. I'm also really good at spending money and I should be real mindful because like it goes real quick. And <laughs> you can't see, you can't see. Courtney's just like rattling her head like, yes, yes. It goes so fast. It goes faster than you think. And that interest just like starts piling on. <laughs> and if you're so deep in your shame that you can't look at it to deal with it, the interest only gets higher. It doesn't stop. Just because you don't want to look at it doesn't mean it goes away. And that really goes for anything. Any bullshit ass thing you're doing, you know it's fucked up and you keep doing it. It is collecting debt and it is collecting interest. And someday you're going to pay for it. I don't know what that looks like for you. I don't know what the fuck you're doing, but you do. We talked about it last week. What is it keeping you up at night? Spend some time with that. Get to know yourself. Love those shitty parts that keep you from loving yourself. Love them the most. Anyway, that's, that's my rantifesto. That was the hardest part for me when I had the debt is I felt like a giant asshole to myself. And there's just nothing helpful about thinking that you're an asshole. Mm -mm. Even if you are an asshole, there's nothing helpful in thinking you're an asshole because an asshole is only being an asshole because like hurt people hurt people. Like the people that are commenting on my bullshit on TikTok are like so terrified that people would say something mean to them. They can't do anything. They'll never create art because they're terrified. They're so ashamed of the mistakes they could make. They won't produce anything. And I just won't live like that. I understand mistakes happen and I understand mistakes can be devastating. But I have to look at it to prevent myself from making those mistakes again. So uh, this is like a heavy, intimate episode. Um, <laughs> thank you for listening. And yes. I am deeply humbled by any attention that this gives us. And... <laughs> If you would like to hear more of us and have feedback or suggestions or just want to chat. Or advice on navigating night sweats. Oh, yeah. We got a lot to cover here. Um, you can find us on TikTok. I am Bonus Parent Baba. 
I'm on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, all that You're shit. On all the things. If you want to talk to us collaboratively, we are the kindness economy, mm. kindnessecon at gmail.com. And then for me, I am what? What am I? I'm seeking solutions. The letter C K I N G solutions, all one word. Um, dot com. That's the website. But I'm also on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Uh, <laughs> Co-starring at TikTok. Oh, good grief. <laughs> so yeah thank you so much for your attention please uh take incredible care of yourself and the people yeah. and the world around you yeah safe travels everybody i hope to see you in the future <laughs>